John, I've got something in my tooth, like poking in my tooth, and it's driving me wild. That's annoying, isn't it? Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to sort this out. You want to get an electric toothbrush and just jab it in there? Just jab it in, John! Jab well, it in. I've got rid of it for the time being. Right! You saw it? What was it anyway? Was it a bit of your tea? Oh, probably. I don't know. Just swallowed it. <laughs> this is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Welcome, everybody. Hello and welcome. You are tuned in to Sheer Isolation. Thank you for joining us. Uh, how are you over there, Kieran? How are we doing? I'm in fine fettle. Like I'm like a racehorse. Just jumping over furloughs. I am furlongs. Furlongs, not furloughs. <laughs> furlongs. I think you were right the first time. Okay. Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. Jumping over hedges, you know, hoping, trying not to fall over and get shot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in good shape. Wonderful, thanks. Um, so, we, we've had some very exciting news in the last week in, in relation to, to lockdowns and, and COVID restrictions. We will cover that later on, if that's right, Kieran. But uh, I just yeah. did want to ask you one question straight away. As somebody uh, yes. who is active in the music scene, at booking gigs and booking venues and getting music out there, have you already put your plans in motion for unlocking yourself? That's a really good question. And the answer is kind of. The plans that I did have have somewhat been scuppered by the timeline, that's resulted in new plans. Those new plans were not quite what I wanted, and it's all a bit of a pickle, but we'll talk about that later. This week, we've, uh, we're going to catch up with our interview with Brian Keane, who uh, we spoke to a few weeks ago. We did keep a, a good 10, 15 minutes of that interview spare for, for another time, and we feel like this is the week that we can, uh, we can share that with you. So we'll be hearing some more from Brian Keane later. Uh, we'll be playing some tracks. Well, we'll start with our, our first track, which is from um, Phil Cooper and the Lost Trades. Do you want to tell us a bit about it, Kieran? Well, starters, we can't call it Phil Cooper and the Lost Trades because they are all equal members. So it is just... Sorry, let, let, let me say, Phil Cooper <laughs> sent it to us from the Lost Trades. <laughs> <laughs> That's better, because I'm telling you, Jamie and Tamsin will not be impressed. Um, so, no, we had them on the show last year. Nearly a year's gone by, nearly. Um, since because they were I think, one of the first bands we put on and um, played on the on the session. So this is a brand new song from their debut album. It's due to be released in June. Um, and this is a track called Hummingbird. Hummingbird, you flit from bud to bud, taking what you can and use up all the sweetness in their fragile frames. And you just leave them empty Like you did to me And it's hard to see Behind the beauty Another side Broken wings will never fly Broken wings will Broken wings 
what you can And use up all the sweetness in their fragile frames Then you just leave them empty and they are they are lovely. They're a lovely band. Um, and musically, they're just beautiful. Harmonies, lush. I really think they've got a lot of potential in that band. So we're really hoping for success for them this year. Yeah, I mean, all three of them are seasoned musicians in the area. And, and how long have they been doing this trio? It's over a year now, isn't it? Easily over a year. Well, yeah. So they, were, they played their last gig, which was the first gig of the band, as literally the Friday before lockdown. So they were due to go on tour, and then it never happened. So um, literally their last or their first gig was the last gig of lock- before lockdown for me. We talk about the three. So there's Phil Cooper, who's a really well-known musician. Is mm-hmm. right? You've got Jamie Hawkins. And the Rises. Tamsin, Tamsin Quinn as well. Tamsin, Tamsin Quinn, yes. Um, and the three-piece. They, they're multi-instrumentalists, so they swap over instruments. So you can't pin them down to one thing or another. But what they do all have is their harmonies. They can all sing and they all harmonise wonderfully. And it made sense, really, that the sort of three prominent singer-songwriters of the community, of the scene, got together and formed a supergroup. So that's very much what it is. It is. It's a Wiltshire supergroup. Nicely put. A Wiltshire supergroup. <laughs> have you got any product placement this week, Kieran? Um, uh, you can say uh, no, it's fine. No, no, I, I do, actually. And I've not prepared it because I am lame. So let me go and get it. Okay. Because I love this. We're being so professional about this this week. I was wondering whether I should like um, start telling jokes or something while I was waiting, but never mind, you're back now. I'm back now. So this is the coolest thing. So first of all, uh, I received this in the post. It's Alpha Male Tea Party, and it's their third album called Infinity Stare. But the most coolest thing is they had the vinyl pressed up onto Cornetto vinyl. It's like looking on a Cornetto. How cool is that? The designs of vinyl now are getting like incredibly abstract, aren't they? They're getting out of hand, John. They're getting out of hand. Um, I know people that buy all the variants. So like, they'll buy like, three copies of an album because they want it on black, white and coloured. It's like, come on. How do you have all that much money? Cheers for that, Kieran. Thank you. Uh, it's time for us to talk about uh, this week's guest. And uh, as I mentioned in the opening link this week, we're going back to listen to the second part of our interview that we completed with Brian Keane. Now, um, Brian is a very well-known sound technician across Swindon. Does sound tech, or has done sound tech at all the venues across town. Really famous face in, in the various pubs and clubs in, across Swindon and, and beyond. He has now retired, and he's gone off and living on the on the canal network on, on a boat, him and Denise. So, uh, yeah, we caught up with him, and uh, this is part two of our chat. You don't mind me using the word legendary when it comes to you, you being a legendary sound <laughs> around Swindon. You, you've left quite a gap to fill as well. Well, it, it would be nice to still be doing it, but there's nothing to do, is there? No, there's, there's not. No <laughs> gigs. Can't have gigs. I've got PA systems sitting there gathering dust. Um, Where are they sat? Where are they sat? I'm not telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> not on the boat, I'm guessing. It'd sink. Not on the boat, no. <laughs> no. So, uh, Brian, obviously you used to be a sound engineer, um, but, but you are retired. When did you retire? When did you actually quit the business, as it were? We bought the boat in February, first week in February. And so it was just about then, really. Just before so literally then. before this all kicked off, you just hung up your boots at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should have done it a bit earlier, then I might have sold my kit. <laughs> nobody buying it. You can still sell it, but people just want to offer silly low prices now. So, um, yeah, no, hang on to it for a little bit longer. 
So, uh, Brian, you used to be the sound engineer at Riffs, didn't you? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for quite a long while with uh, long Andy. No, no, I loved Riffs. Riffs. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was the best, best venue around Swindon, although it wasn't quite, you know, it was sort of outside. Yeah, the problem it. is that people don't like travelling to go out to gigs and things, so... It's uh, it's a bit outside there, but I I thought I had the best atmosphere of any of the uh, Swindon venues, and uh, really enjoyed working there. You know, but there you go, it's another one gone. In the summer, when you were um when it was like festival season, pretty much every night or every weekend, you would be in a bar or at a venue doing the sound for something rather. You you were relentless. Yeah, we did the uh, the running horse acoustic sessions of the running horse. And various other ones around at the Crown, the Rat Trap. Oh, Rat Trap, yeah. And then we put on quite a few um, one-day events, trying to cram in as many acts in one day as possible. I think the biggest one was the Running Horse. We did um, 11 till 11, basically. Um, How How many acts did you have? What was your record? It was... Well, it's one every 40 minutes with a 10-minute turnaround, so you work that one out. <laughs> but that was probably the biggest one, you know, in, in number of acts. Are there any particular events or evenings or gigs that just jump back into your memory as being a particularly good party or a particularly good night? There's a festival that happens called the Upton Blues Festival, oh, which is a brilliant little festival, and we were tipped off about guy that was running the acoustic stage at the time and it was quite a small affair then you know they were looking for somebody else to do it because he was getting busier and everything so um, I sort of wrote to them and said I do sound and everything and uh, basically I, I got the position of running the acoustic stage and that was always a really um, it's an amazing little festival and it's um, it's uh, the way they fund it and everything is incredible. And it's a free festival and they have some really top line bands there. Upton, it's Upton Blues Festival free. I didn't realise that. Free. It's all free. And it's a three day festival and it has uh, it has three main stages, two outdoors and the acoustic stage is a smaller stage, but that's one of the three main stages. And then there's 12 pubs that all have stages as well. So the uh, the committee is sort of mainly responsible for the three main stages, but all the pubs in the town all, all do their own thing. And it's about twenty six thousand people attend. Yeah, I know, I know it's a significant one. Definitely my favourite. Did it for five or six years. We weren't just doing the sound; we actually organised all the acts on the stage as well. So. It was quite because you got to be a programmer as well at the same time. Yeah, yeah, did the whole oh. thing. Yeah. I'm going to say, Brian, is there anything that you miss? I miss the involvement with music now, but then again, I'm going well. <laughs> I'm going blind, and I'm I'm going a bit deaf now. So, you know, <laughs> it's a rock and roll. Yeah, no, I, I was amazed. I got through that far without any damage to my hearing especially some of the, the rock gigs that we did, you know. But I seem to have got away with it, but now I'm getting all the tinnitus and the, yeah. the other things 
there. Here's, bro, I remember because we did that radio show for several years at, at Swindon, and we there were several stories that you would kind of go back to and said, "Oh, I nearly died in that occasion." There was you've had so many near misses through your life. Yeah. It's stuck in my mind, but oh, I was doing this gig. I nearly died that night. <laughs> well, the biggest God. thing, the biggest thing there was I used to. I doubt, I doubt if you remember a band called Ace, and they had a song called "How Long Has This Been Going On." Oh yeah, I used to share. Um, was they had the flat below me? I had the attic flat in in a a, a place. So there was a furniture shop below, and then we had the two floors. And um, basically, we'd had a party because uh, I'd just come back from a gig then, and we'd had a, a bit of a party. Some of the guys that were playing at the gig came back, and then it was about three o'clock in the morning. There was a hammering on my door, and one of the guys from downstairs come up, and he was he was saying, "Get up! You've got to get up!" And the place is on fire. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I thought it was a wind-up. Anyway, I opened the door and there was this... It, it was really weird because when I opened the door, the smoke was thick black smoke and it didn't move. It was like solid. So I opened the door and there was this wall of smoke. So I sh- shut the door again, got dressed, ran down. Now I was up on the basically ground floor, first floor, second floor, and I had to run... To run down the stairs not knowing how long this fire had been going for. And I was running down the staircase thinking, am I going to go through this? You know, if the fire's been burning underneath. Anyway, when when I got out, the the side door on the side of the shop, the shop was fully alight. And basically all the, the other guys were standing on the other side of the road. And as I came out and started running across the road. I was halfway across the road, and the whole front of the shop imploded. <gasps> flames going up. So it was that close. It was very close. Wow. <laughs> I was homeless then for a little while. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but, you don't uh, miss that then, no? No, no. Things happen. They do. That's what happens when you live above a band. I'm sure that kind of thing still happens today. Yeah, it probably oh, does. Great band great band yes yeah yeah we, obviously that's like you say that song uh, how long has been going on is a classic it's on every dad rock album ever <laughs> that's my mate tex really nice <laughs> sorry yeah, i was just going to ask now that you're um living the the canal life and uh, doing your prunella uh, scales impression what 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 is the plan when, when lockdown's <laughs> over well, we, see, where we are now, we, we've already been here, and the plan was to travel around before I can't see anymore. So basically, we've had to come back here because we were chasing Tier 2 areas. So we, we came back down here and then got trapped in a Tier, tier 4, um, and now we're in lockdown. So, But basically, our plan was to go up north. When we're free from here, we're probably going to go up where... Coventry. Up the Coventry Canal, across yeah, the Trent and Mersey. And then down to Shropshire Union. Yeah, we're going to go to the Shropshire Union. And um, possibly the Langollen in Wales. Yeah, Langollen in Wales, which is where we ultimately want to get to. It's a lovely yeah, canal, mate. Yeah, I bet. Wales is beautiful. 
yeah, well, this uh, on the water as well because the Langotham Canal. There's loads of things to see and do as well. So you're not just going on the canal. There's there's lots of places you can go and have a look at. You're not missing your live music then, Bray? I do miss live music. I do miss music a lot. Because when, when we moved, uh, I mean, the boat's, you know, 55 foot long, but it's six foot wide. You're living in a corridor. So we had to give, we've given away virtually everything we owned. We either sold it or gave it away. All the instruments, all the CDs, oh. DVDs. Basically, we've just got a few few bits and pieces now, but... Uh, you know, one of the things about living on the boat is you have to downsize, which is great because you you get this thing where people say, don't buy a sofa. If you buy a sofa, you've got to have somewhere to put it. You live in a house and then you can't move because you've got a sofa. Your, your possessions sort of tie you down. Yeah. One of the nice things about living on a boat is you get rid of all that, or most <laughs> of it. We we still got a lock up full of PA kit that we're trying to get rid of. But was that a liberating feeling to get rid of it all? It is, yeah, it is. Oh, the fact that on a boat you can you can have a different front garden every day. You know, you've got a different outlook. When you're travelling, you you wake up somewhere different every day. It's really nice. I went to Bradford on Avon um, for a walk the other day because it's within five miles for me, so I'm allowed to go there and go for a walk. And I walked down the towpath and we walked past a, a, a high number of boats. Um, and I decided that living on a boat is not for me. So that was uh, us chatting to Brian. We wish him well on his retirement. And hopefully when uh, the lockdown easing kicks in, then uh, him and Denise can, can un-anchor themselves. Do you anchor a narrow boat? I don't know. No, you don't anchor a narrow boat. You tie it, you, yeah, you stake yeah. it to the riverbank. Yeah, so they will unstake uh, yeah. themselves and we will never see them again. <laughs> hopefully we'll catch them before they disappear. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious for unstaking themselves <laughs> are you are you thinking meat or vampire i was thinking vampire <laughs> right <laughs> i was just watching a, a what we do in the shadows just before we oh, came on i love that it's so good anyway we, yeah. which came out of new zealand that's that's a freaky freaky link it is a freaky link in new yeah. so there you go um, you asked me to pick a track. I have picked a new track. Um, normally I dive into the archives to see what's in there, but I was aware, you know, you get those random posts that occasionally pop up on Facebook and you think, oh, I haven't heard from that person for ages and ages. I wonder what they're up to. So it's a musician called John Chilibier who lived in Monsbury for quite a while. And when I was doing open mics and, and running the forum for project, he was, he, he would pop up now and then play a few tracks, really good guitarist. And he would go off and do other bits in, in and around North Wiltshire and then kind of drifted apart. And then last week, I got this post flash up saying, oh, John's got a new track out. So I had a listen. So his new band is called Fear of Ghosts. And uh, it uh, transpires that he now lives in Auckland. So his new band is based in New Zealand. And watching this video, I, I went to New Zealand about 15, 16 years ago. Watching this video just took me right back. It's filmed all across the uh, Otoroa and around that, that part of, uh, I think that's the North Island. Someone's going to correct me. There's a 50-50 chance here, the North or South Island. Yeah. Yeah, so for anyone who, who does know uh, of, uh, of John Chilibier and, and wonder what he's up to, this is what he's doing.
Okay, so that was Fear of Ghosts with their new track Magnetic Fields. So they're based in New Zealand, uh, featuring a band member who is an ex-Monsbury ad. And you're friends with him on Facebook, aren't you? I am, and as I said, I've not heard from him for years and years, and all of a sudden it just, as, as the Facebook algorithm does, it just throws something at you. It's like, ah, that's what he's up to now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I think uh, we should hand over to news because I'm just going to let you chat, Kieran. It's been a busy, busy week for news. It's when, been a great week. 
Well, let's let's just go straight in with the announcement of the um, roadmap and getting ourselves unlocked. Yeah, this roadmap is absolutely fantastic in the sense that it's giving us, provided all things go plan to plan and the iron rate stays down, it's given us a timeline of when things can happen. So the, the kids go back on the 8th of March. So the kids go back um, in, in about two weeks. And then we've got until the middle of April. So you've got about a month to see how that pans out, which, um, to be honest, I can't see being going too well but nevertheless we're going to mix all those kids and it's all going to be fine then once that's nothing once nothing bad's happened there we're going to have um the driving performances test pilots event pilots can begin and so on and so forth then a month later the 17th of may that's when venues can reopen and they can be open at 50 percent capacity so in theory the week beginning the 17th of may which is a monday um, that week, we can start doing events again, um, and that is absolutely fantastic. I was alluding in the previous weeks, building up to the, today, that I would be doing some events at Town Hall in Trowbridge. We were going to do Saturdays in May. We thought that would be far enough away, Saturdays in May. But this roadmap's come out. They've said, can't start before the 17th, so that's great. And I've been have, having conversations with the venue today, with Jess and David, and uh, what they want to achieve now is instead of doing one-off events building up to it they want to do a really big event on the weekend of the 28th within a couple of days of that being announced on the monday we heard from the swindon shuffle with a brand new yes. weekend of uh, uh, in september i think they're doing it now and uh, confirming their lineup and venues um and also- with the swindon shuffle for anybody who doesn't know the swindon shuffle is named the shuffle because the concept behind it is is that every venue in swindon is involved And the audience is not spread thinly between lots of venues. What the idea is, is you start at one and you basically go on a pub crawl around all the venues. I also saw earlier on the 2000 Trees Festival, which is the one you normally mention. They've said that uh, they've seen this as a green light, so they are business as usual. Yeah, that is very optimistic. Mid-July. Mid-July. Yeah, bigger festival, though. Second weekend of July, it's normally the 9th, 10th, 11th, around that year, that sort of time. Um, however, their event, their festival is an internationally, international bands festival. Now, I think that is in, even, you know, yes, we're going out of lockdown. It ends in June the 21st is apparently the last day of lockdown. And after the 21st, everything goes back to normal. Even so, that doesn't necessarily apply to America. And a lot of the bands are American. Will international travel happen? I don't know. I believe the festival will go ahead, but I think the lineup there and their advertising is not going to be the lineup. But we'll, we'll see. You've heard it here first. Kieran is an expert <laughs> in that. He knows his stuff. We'll have to look at the lineup when it gets to that time. Cheerisolation at gmail.com is the email address if you want to send us any videos or just have a chat to us. That is where you find us. Kieran, I think I'm going to have to let you go and sort out your children because that's not that they're running rampage through the house this evening. They are rampage through the house. I mean, in a, in a, in a nice way, they're a fun way, you know, um, but, you know, they hurt each other and then you sort of give it a kiss back and they carry on and as if nothing had happened. So I'm not worried. I mean, yes, she's bleeding profusely, but ah, it's just a scratch. We've all seen uh, Monty Python. It's just a flesh wound. Parenting 101, courtesy of Kieran Moore. We will yeah. Thank you for joining. Uh, thank you. Me, us. Thank you for joining us. everybody. Thank you for joining yes. the world. We'll be back next week with uh, music, guests, all the usual stuff. Leave it at that, Ben Kieran. Cheers. Thank you, Neil. Cheers, mate. Bye. Later. Bye bye.